Hi all. So a while ago on YouTube, I stumbled down a wormhole of small kitchen appliance reviews. As I was looking to buy an air fryer and perhaps maybe a pressure cooker, that's when I stumbled across one of the worst YouTube chefs of all time. His name is Jack Scalfani, as I like to call him. Jack Salmonella Scalfani. I watch video after video of him butcher, sometimes quite literally, recipes. Imagine driving slowly past a multi-car pileup on the interstate. That's my face as I watched him teach the internet how to make partially cooked meals of varying types and taking awful and unneeded shortcuts to recipes that are already quick to prepare. The absolute horror of Jack's lazy man chefing air quote techniques to my boyfriend Tom and now since we can't unsee it we are opening your eyes to it as well I'm Michelle and I welcome you to join us for this horrific journey better known as Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man Welcome back to Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man Hello folks welcome back from the five month sabbatical our tour of Asia, Africa and the subcontinent Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man return to you in glorious audio only podcast form maybe maybe not because due to some uh, impending YouTube copyright strikes by a certain Scalfani organization two three under our belt now I think we're at two in the grand total of things I think we beat two and now we got two more they had to go to copyright school because if you don't know about having YouTube channel, if you get a copyright strike against your channel, you have to attend what YouTube calls copyright school. So we did that, so that's at least one. Mm-hmm. Then we got two more after that, copyright school to get rid of the first one. Then we had to figure out what we were doing for the second one, and there was a third one impending, which would have canceled our channel. Right. That was the first go-around. And uh, we thought we were done with it at that yeah. point, because we backed him into the corner, and he had to pursue legal action to continue, and he declined to do so. So, so they automatically reverse the strikes in those situations. You lose two, three times. By the way, folks, in case you this is your first time joining us, I, I'm Tom the Lazy Man. I'm Pink Chicken Michelle. And what we do here is we criticize the worst cook on YouTube. If you have ever turned on YouTube one night and saw something called McCormick's Shaken Bag Chicken and a large corpulent man in an oversized shirt and an even bigger apron comes on your air in a neon fluorescent yellow hat or orange shirt. Yes. (laughs) And he sounds like a a five-year-old you gave too many pixie sticks Eric Cartman is a good way to describe it. Yeah, pretty much. An anthropomorphized flesh-and-blood version of Eric Cartman spurging out online about making food and you watch his technique. That is Cooking with Jack, Jack Delfani, which is, for better or worse, the reason, the entire reason why Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man exist. We've been doing these live streams now for about a Year. It's probably been a little bit longer for a year. Every Saturday at 2 p.m., we host a show called The Boys Club. Woo! <laughs> I was waiting for Lazy Men to do it. Um, I saw her wait for me, so I made her wait even longer. <laughs> on YouTube. Roughly a two-hour show where we go through the videos of the week and we right. watch some classic episodes and we critique. We take the audience feedback. We critique some of his episodes. We take suggestions from the audience. We have a classic watch-along party. We do have a Discord channel now. Nobody getting hurt, except um, for Jack's feelies. Yeah, we hurt Jack right in the feelies. Right. Yes, he's created the content, but we have transformative work.
work, we have our commentary that Correct. we, how do you? Satirical commentary, easily protected under section 107, the fair use clause, widely regarded in law, that if you are satirists, if you are comedians, making fun of a public figure who puts themselves out there online or into the broadcast aether, I have a certain body of knowledge that I wish to share with you. People are allowed to make public comment against that and say, no, no, this person really doesn't know what they're talking about. Look how pink his chicken is. Look at the blood pouring out of that supposedly cooked meat. Why is there five inches of seasoning sitting on top? You are allowed under the fair use clause of the copyright to invite critique. And if you can do it in a funny manner, in a comedic way, you can bring satire to the table, all the more better. You're creating content based off of his content, totally allowed under the Copyright Act, totally allowed under the Constitution of these great United States. And what do they say about the definition of insanity? It's repeating the same thing over and over again. I think you what- You from eating too much raw chicken? Well, that. He so as long as you're eating keto, though. You gotta be yes, keto. it has to be keto. Leading keto. Leading keto, keto. You're right. Don't go whole keto. No, no, no. no. But, I mean, you're not gonna like try to, you're not gonna try to go whole hog keto in like, a, I don't know, say a Wendy's. I mean, the give you the bun. Not. You're not gonna throw the bun away. That'd be unchristian if you threw that bun away. You have to eat that bun for Jesus. Or, you know, at least donate it to the homeless. You could do that too. Take one little bite. One yeah. little bite, see how it is. You have to taste it. Or you know, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, ladies you're gonna and gentlemen. You're going to be confused as all hell. Right. This is <laughs> this is worse than like trying to read an X-Men comic in the late 80s when they didn't kill the first run of the comic until like issue 680 something, even after Chris Claremont got done with it. You're like, oh wow, here's all these characters talking about villains they fought 20 years ago. There's just decades of backstory. So what we're saying is you have to listen to all of our episodes at um, the Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man podcast you're on Podbean or wherever you listen to us and catch up folks catch please, up please like and subscribe as well we we appreciate new listeners we, we appreciate we have a YouTube channel you yes. can see some of our we do video hijinks in addition to this auditory form of comedy Jack has struck a couple of our episodes more than once yes like YouTube has already reversed the strike on some of those but he keeps continuing to attack them yes so what Jack does is Jack initiates a DMCA Digital Millennium Copyright Act copyright infringement notification on YouTube because YouTube tries to hold itself out as a neutral party, as a common broadcast carrier. YouTube will not take sides in a legal dispute. They are prohibited from doing that. What YouTube has to do is facilitate communication between the parties. So just as easily as they make it for Jack to launch a copyright strike against someone who he believes is pilfering his material and rebroadcasting it without his express written permission or the express written permission of Major League Baseball, YouTube <laughs> also facilitates the counter notification so that if a copyright holder becomes confused and asks YouTube to remove from their platform some material that the original copyright holder doesn't realize is protected by things like the Fair Use Clause or the Copyright Act, YouTube can say no, no, we have given the other party audience to allow them to speak what they believe is the truth in the form of a counter notification. And if the legal claims presented in the counter notification satisfy YouTube, YouTube is like, well, you let us know, they let us know. Both parties have informed we the platform, we're done. 
But here's what we're not gonna do. We can't take sides, so we can't strike you, Jack, and we can't strike them. We're just gonna reset the thing. So what happens is the videos that get struck, all of that gets blown away. He keeps doing this. What he doesn't realize is YouTube is keeping track of this. I don't know, considering we're not even a monetized YouTube channel yet, if they really care that much, because he is. But eventually they have to start paying attention to the fact that he is actually violating the He's law by using the system. copyright system right. they've set up. Because that copyright strike system is like a placeholder. Like, right. yes, I'm going to take this to court. And then he goes all the way up until the end right. and then backs out. That's abuse. That's abusively using the system to your game. Just because it's, you don't like what somebody has to say, it's basically. The, it's the same parties going after the same legal argument. YouTube, in their only capacity as an arbiter between the two parties of he and we, has basically said, we have listened to your side, we have listened to the opposing side, that's us, and we have taken the idea that, no, we believe that in the court of law they will be held out. We believe their legal claim. It is fair use. And they restore the video. Once that's done once, stare decisis, as the lawyers say, let the decision stand. YouTube now cannot reverse themselves. Now, Jack still gets the I want to strike someone button, but this will just get easier and more efficient because YouTube has already made up their mind. It's the exact same grounds. It's the exact same content. It's the exact same parties involved. And YouTube has rendered their final decision on just one of these instances. But that first instance they rendered it to applies to each one down the line. Let the decision stand. So all Jack's doing is temporarily inconveniencing us. And the more he does it, the more it becomes apparent that he's abusing the system. Because obviously he's not getting the memo because he doesn't want to get the memo. Because he he's a man-toddler, basically. Yeah, he's Eric Carmen in, in flesh. We're picking up, I should say, where we left off, which was five months ago. We went through this evening and we looked through the most recent videos that have been served to us. And there's a lot of combining with Jack, mixing with Jack, condiments, condiments with Jack. Jack. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that is For just... For someone who named their channel Cooking with Jack, cooking means I take base raw ingredients from scratch, I apply heat and seasoning and technique, and I transform these raw ingredients into something you would recognize as a delicious meal. Not, I open up a can of thing and I and throw I it into another it in can a, of yeah. thing, I microwave it or throw it under the browning wire for two minutes, and boom, all I've done is reheat the food. Yeah, it, or reheating with Jack is a good one too. Yeah. One thing as we as archivists as well as satirists of the Jack Scalfani cinematic multiverse, as we now call it. One of the things that we as archivists have discovered was Jack ebbs and flows with interest in his own channel. And he seems to be coming back a little bit. He seems to be riding a high. It was noted a few weeks ago that he has a, a MacBook uh, that he has a new, new Mac, editing equipment. M-A-C-K, yes. as he spells it. <laughs> he's, got, he's got new editing equipment. So now this has spurred creativity in Jack that hasn't been there for a while. He's re-edited his intros for Cooking with Jack. He's re-edited his intro for the Jack on the Go show. Right, his channel where he reviews So retro. we're thinking because of the time frame that those intros were recorded and the songs that are used, those properties might belong to one Glenn Scott Lacey, 
a musical score producer. If you look him up on IMDb, he's done some stuff for Power Rangers and some other Hollywood productions. Jack has changed the format of his shows by changing the introductions of the videos, which is significant. Notice in the new Cooking with Jack introduction, there has a silver ladle that now hangs alongside what we term as steam gloves. And we did a little research to figure out when did the ladle appear, not only in Jack's intro, but when did the ladle start appearing in the videos themselves? An episode that aired originally on April 26, 2022, called The Smoky Smokiest Wings. This is the first video in Jack's new intro series that not only featured the ladle in the pre-recorded intro package, but also in the video itself. And what we noticed is he's wearing the same clothes. Yeah. So because Jack shoots his episodes out of order, this video is significant because this is the video where he shot the intro, where he stands there with an empty bowl and an unused whisk and pretends to be making food. It's really sad but hilarious at the same time. Yes. But this episode, April 26, 2022, the smoky, smokiest wing, this is the video where he shot the introduction and that's why we decided to do this one as our return to podcast. Note. Also, he's cooking in this one. A lot of the other ones are just combining, reheating. Without further ado, we are going to uh, jump back into our control seats here, ladies and gentlemen. Allow us to uh, dust off and fire up the old YouTubulators. We will invite you to join us. This is the Smoky Smokiest Wings episode, April 26, 2022. 3,928 views on it. 114 likes, and I have a theory on that. We think that he's buying likes. In a couple of these new intro videos, we've seen a lot more engagement than we've seen from his baseline views. The dislike button counts have been disabled, so we can't, as viewers of the video, tell how many dislikes there are. The only way you can tell is if you go into your YouTube backend where yes. you upload your videos <laughs> and all. So we don't know for sure. Right. There Only are some content creators can see their dislike There are counts. some plugins that you can try, but I don't know how accurate they are. But I'm sure that the dislike ratio to the, the like ratio is a lot greater. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, we, Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man, invite you to synchronize your YouTubulators. Join us as we watch this latest episode of Cooking with Jack. In case you're new to our format is, we actually give you the link to the video. And when we tell you when you count down with us, we tell you to hit the play button so you can listen to our voices as we watch the video along with you. Exactly. Unless you're in your car or in some other form of transportation <laughs> to which we highly discourage you. Just sit there, close your eyes, and let us paint the picture in Not your mind. Not while you're driving, though. Right, exactly. <laughs> Focus. Focus and discipline, folks. That's what keeps Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man going. Focus and discipline. So get ready to synchronize your YouTubulators. We are hitting play in five, four, three, two. two. One. Right. Oh, new intro time, guys. Yeah. We got the cafe sign up where Bistro sign used to be. Piggy, our partner in crime here, has been hidden for quite some time. Yes, he actually hides it behind the camera. There is a sound there, effect. There's some howling canine, yeah. some mongrel noise at like eight seconds into his yeah. intro. It, it's supposed to represent Hope, his new dog, his new puppy that's 
totally a purebred beagle. Right. Nothing, nothing to see here, guys. Just move along. He's bought these metal pop top containers from Oxo yes. Grips. He had he previously had white pop top jars yes. from Oxo Good Grips, and he had a very positive experience. He Keep started. Up he basically took all of the spices out of his spice cabinet and poured them into these containers because it's easier for him to. Right. Manage. Jack has mobility issues. Right. In fact, his right hand is almost completely useless. For the aesthetic purposes, I'm assuming. Oh, and also oh. because mommy wife, uh, his his wife Tammy, has decided she really would like minimal involvement in his cooking show. So she's transferred all of the stuff that he would normally have to, mommy wife, could you open this spice container for me? Mommy wife, can you do this for me? Mommy wife. She has basically said, fuck you, I am taking all of this. As much as as much control as I can give you back, you are getting it. They bought these for aesthetic purposes, but it's very clear early on. He also donates the white pop-top jars to Junior. Yes. He says it's a person he loves, but it's Junior. Technically, he says a person I care about. Doesn't, Junior. Doesn't drop the L word. He put the lids through the dishwasher, which right. is a big no-no for these type of lids, because right. if water gets into the seals, if the water gets into the plunger, it doesn't make good sealing. It doesn't suction. suction. It doesn't take the air out. Suction. Suction. That's what we think happened here. Suction. So Jack gets very angry about this and right. starts yelling in the middle of this video. And takes almost three minutes of an eight minute video of which 30 seconds at the end is just a blank title card. 20% of his video time to talk about jar lids. And not like a, hey guys, I want you to be aware because you're my audience and, and I care about you. you this is just him whining like a man toddler. And you would think like this could be something that could go on a review. It's own separate he video. He does product reviews on his ostensible cooking channel. He includes this in with this cooking video. And he's still going about it, folks. We, we have not noticed, we have not told you to hit pause yet because we have just let this play. Jack is still, from the time we started talking and got past the intro music, he's still bitching about those lids. And what he's telling you is he went out and bought new containers. This is his third set of containers. Three minutes and 16 seconds into the video. Hasn't even told you what he's cooking yet. Now, I can tell you the OXO Good Grips are more expensive than what he bought after. He bought Better Homes and Gardens. They have the same kind of lid, except they have like a, a I don't know it's what- a different you, sealing like a mechanism. A handle, like it kind yes. of like suctions. It's a push handle, not a pop top. Right, it's, a, it's like a <clears throat> suction lid where he has in his new containers, he has three new containers laid out. We have crushed red pepper, we have olive oil, we have paprika, we have a huge ass pop top container of the new pop top jars of garlic, I'm assuming powder. Yes. We have onion powder. Technically that's pizzeria granulated garlic. You can tell by the darker color. Garlic powder is like kind of more of a whitish. This is more of a darkish tan color. And then we have great value onion powder. Right. Then we have, as Jack calls it, cumin. Which is in a glass jar with a metal lid and it is only sold in one place. That is from Sam's Club because it is a restaurant sized container of cumin. And then we have the two new jars, pop top jars of salt and pepper. At least on the salt one, Lazy Man, you said you think that there's like some kind of humidity issue going on. And in both the garlic and the salt containers, you can see the condiments caking to the sides of the container, which would only happen for two reasons. Number one, either the room that they're in is too hot and too humid, or every time he shakes a little bit, there's condensation building up inside, because don't forget if that's a sealed container, you're not only sealing in the air, you're sealing in the humidity. Or a chicken 
Megan had a theory. We thought that Jack ruined the last silver top ones by putting them through the dishwasher. So it's possible he just pulled these out, washed them one time through the dishwasher, which you're not supposed to do, and then instead of like rinsing out the remaining soap and whatever set Well, you gotta dry them out and you have to allow them to air dry. Right. You have to let all that moisture get out of there. I don't think he did. I don't think or he wiped it out. allow the plastic to return to room temperature. Oh, you have no. to equalize things to room yeah, temperature. Yeah, they're still warm. All condiments, no matter how dried out they are, everything has a little bit of moisture contained with it. So that's going to, if you put that in a hot, closed container, that moisture is going to evaporate out and condense on the side of the, of the container like we see here. What's interesting, before we go any further, is... Do you ever think Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man would be so scientific as to take you through a five minutes explanation of condensation and condiment containers? Now you do. Why is he picking the garlic? And the garlic, by the way, is in a bigger container than the salt and the pepper. Not the cumin or the paprika. Why doesn't he put them all in those containers if right. that's what he's doing? I'm, I'm just really confused by it. And we have our first actual Jack recipe inside of the video. I don't think he's ever done that before. Four minutes and 29 seconds, a half second fade in takes you to his recipe. There's some trickery going on here. Because the recipe he displays, which is not a recipe because he doesn't give you proportions. Right. He doesn't tell you measurements. He just and at some you... point in the video, he's going to mention the fact he's like, eh, tablespoons, teaspoons, it's all the same. No, Jack, it's not. In fact, the ratio is three teaspoons to one tablespoon. You're wrong. You are, in fact, 300% wrong. Proportions matter. I get Yes, this is supposed to be the recipe for the rub. Although, like you said, it, it doesn't have proportions. Right. And it's everything that we just ran through. The olive oil, cayenne pepper he has, but it's not. It's red pepper flakes that are ground. Right. The smoked paprika, garlic, onion powder, salt, pepper, and cumin. There's a little bit of trickery going on with the titling here. Yeah, I was going to say that. on the recipe it says, the best smoky wings. The title of the video, as Jack has it on his YouTube channel, is the smoky smokiest, smokiest wings. wings. But Jack, in the video, video says smokiest smoked wings, which we look, is probably the name of the recipe he's ripping off here. Jack does not credit anybody with this recipe. This is another one of Jack claiming that the recipe came to him from above. This is this is divinely inspired. Jack realized he is a smoker, he likes smoked wings, and he's going to make them extra smoky. Lies. This recipe with all these spices and herbs and everything in it, you're essentially making taco seasoning. This is, this is a taco season. Cuban Red pepper, recipe. garlic, yeah. That's I think the only thing might be missing is oregano. Sometimes they put oregano in yeah. taco seasoning. Oh, Mexican oregano, but yeah, it's it's tacos. It's taco seasoning. It's essentially taco seasoning wings. Right. I mean, it may be a little bit spicier depending on the amount of red pepper flakes or whatever whatever that is. It's not cayenne pepper, right. like he's telling you. No, if you read the jar closely enough, it's a, it's a jar of McCormick, and what it is is ground red pepper flakes. So you have the crushed red pepper flakes that you typically put on pizza or to flavor Italian sauces. He Jack buys this vile concoction where they grind that into yeah, powder. It's capsation. Like, or you would use in some type of self-defense spray. You get the recipe. Right. Kind of. Then we cut to the next scene, which is the wings in the bowl, covered with the, the rub. Essentially, it's a rub. Essentially, um, yeah. You, you're, you're, you're oiling up the wings. You, dry, you have a little bit of olive oil on the wings. You coat the wings, and that allows the powder to create the powdered seasoning ingredients to, to, to adhere. Now, now, at this point is when Jack 
that goes into his conspiracy theory about yes. Buffalo Wild Wings ripping him off. Right. Pause it for a second so we can talk about that. Right. Pausing at 4 minutes and 57 seconds to discuss Jack's conspiracy theory. Because Jack pontificates, how come, guys, when I go to the supermarket and I buy wings, I get all the pieces of the wing. So he's talking about the drumette, the flat, and the, the little... The wing tip. The tip, The yeah. rubbery cartilage of the wing tip. Which you nobody Right. It's all covered in that loose chicken wing skin. But Jack has noticed when he buys wings at the supermarket, when he buys chicken wings, chicken parts essentially at the, at the supermarket, and they say there's four wings in the package, well, that's actually four wings. That, that's four flats, four drumettes, and four little cartilage tips, which he liked. He's mentioned that he chews on them. But when Jack goes to Buffalo Wild Wings or any restaurant that purports to serve you wings, and they count out the pieces of wings that they give you, why they're actually only using half of the wings. When they say they get, when you go to the supermarket and you buy four chicken wings, you're actually getting eight pieces. But when you go to the Buffalo Wild Wings or the other wing restaurant or emporium, why that's cut in half. Because when they say they're giving you eight pieces, you're technically only getting four wings, four whole wings. And they're even discarding the chewy, delicious cartilage tips. And you know Jack is all about quantity over quality. That's why he buys his spices from Sam's Club. It's a restaurant supply store. It's raining outside, which if you look outside while he's out in the garage, right. you don't really see it raining. No. It looks gloomy and overcast, but it, it might right. be drizzling. There's no drops hitting puddles. It's not a downpour. There's no rain hitting puddles. You're not going to melt. Right. So he takes out his grill, or maybe the grill was already out in the garage, or the, right. the smoker, I'm sorry, the smoker. Um, the Camp Chef brand smoker. The cat, <laughs> yes. And he puts it out in the garage, and he plans to smoke the wings in the garage because he's too scared that he's going to get wet in the downpour, which is really a drizzle. Right. Well, so, he can't ruin his shirt because, remember, he's shooting the intro for his video, so he oh, can't get wet. Yeah. He made the wings, he ate the wings, he had a little thing, and then he's got to fake it because he probably ate the wings, and then he decided, oh, oh. I was supposed to shoot the new introduction. Is that the same bowl? Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, okay. Yeah, that yeah, is a red bowl. bowl. Yeah. Uh -huh. Now we come to the best part of the video, <laughs> the intermediary two and a half minutes of Jack giving us an impromptu tour of his garage. Which we've speculated about for months and months and months. Yeah. We assume that that's where all the bacon cookers end up, that's yes. where all the defunct knife sets and pots and pan sets. One of the reasons sets. people love Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man so much is Pink Chicken's exhaustive research into tallying how many product reviews Jack has done, how many bacon cookers, how many knife sets, how many pot sets, how many strainers does he go through? Pink Chicken keeps spreadsheets on this stuff. Folks. I do, it's really sad. And she has often <laughs> thought, she's put this down in the spreadsheet, and she's kind of in her head imagined the very end of the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark when they, the U.S. government secrets away the Ark of the Covenant in some forgotten warehouse, and you see the camera pull back, and there are just row upon row upon aisle upon aisle of wooden crates, and the audience is left to wonder well, if they're hiding the Ark of the Covenant in some nondescript U.S. warehouse, what else are they hiding in there? That's what Pink Chicken has been envisioning. <laughs> the Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse that is Jack's basement full of used kitchen gadgetry crap. I think about shows like Rachel Ray, where she has a room and it has all of her cutting boards, and she has a TV show. Or I think about Laura in the Kitchen, when she showed us she has a little room off of her kitchen, and she keeps in certain kinds of dinnerware and serveware and things like that. So yes. when she presents on camera, she has a variety 
creative things to pick from. Not unlike the many formal rooms of the White House, where they keep the Lincoln China and the Jefferson China and the Washington. The but that's a little bit more. That's a little upscale from what we're talking here. You think? Before we we saw this video, this is like a real deep dive into right. his garage. We got a sneak peek of it a couple episodes prior on the Jack on the Go show. Mommy wife Tammy was in the garage, and there was a snake in the garage. Yes. And she was flipping out about the snake, and we saw a little corner of the garage, and we saw a pallet, um, and it had ramen noodles. Bulk foods on it. Yeah. Things that we initially thought that Jack Wavy has given into a doomsday prepper phase, because we saw tinned chicken and tuna, we saw giant containers soup. of soup, a peanut butter, of chunky, uh, chunky soup, toilet paper, and we thought Jack was hoarding doomsday supplies. Nope, turns out he's just a regular Sam's Club member. My thought here, too, going back to that other video where the, the snake was in the garage, it was only a garter snake, which are harmless. But where there's snakes, there could be other pests. And there's certainly enough food in this goddamn garage. There's certainly enough food in here for rodents to thrive, for oh. bugs to thrive. We pause the video at five minutes and five seconds. We're hitting play again. Because now Jack, first he tilts up and shows us that it's not raining out anymore, but he is still smoking the wings. But then Jack pans left and we see the interior of the Scalfani garage. There's quite a bit to look at. And it's very busy because it's not very organized. Lazy man, you said you counted by your own... Internal machinations. And shopping and being a Sam's Club card holder for a number of years, there's at least... I have been a proud Sam's Club member since 2007, as their point of sale system always tells me. There's at least a dozen, if not... I mean, between just a, dozen, a cursory glance. Between a dozen and a dozen and a half items can be identified at time index 5 minutes and 39 seconds. Right in this frame, at 539, in that frame alone, you can pick out at least 12 up to 18 items that you could go to Sam's Club right now and buy. Starting from left to right, there's a blue and black collapsible tote on the floor. That's $9.98 at your typical Sam's Club, except when they put it on special and the kids are going back to school and they drop that to eight bucks. Above that, you have <laughs> a five-tier metal storage rack. That's typically available in the aisle near where they sell the sketchy furniture at Sam's Club. On that metal Dang. storage rack, yes, there's energy drink. There's Deer Park water. There's yep. uh, Coke. All proud Sam's Club vendors. There's some kind of mop there, O-Cedar mop. Oh, yeah, that O-Cedar mop, the little spinny mop that Sam's Club tries, has been trying to sell for, for years now. The water filtration thing on the on the wall, probably the wrong size for his household's gallon yeah, usage. That comes from Sam's Club. Those weird little look like folding tables on the back underneath the white styrofoam cooler and the green tote, which is not a Sam's Club buy. But those five or six little things you see there, people don't know this except for good Sam's Club shoppers. Those aren't tiny folding tables. Those are folding benches for your folding table. I know this because I bought one one time at Sam's Club and the leg was broken and I had to return it. And I was sad because I like because when you have a small apartment and you're trying to fit a bunch of people in there for a party or a theater rehearsal reading, those little Sam's Club benches come in quite handy. That's what those are. So when Jack has his like summer picnics or like junior's graduation party, you break out the Sam's Club folding benches. And you said the banker's boxes. Oh yes. We saw the toilet paper. We saw the obvious food items. There's a PA speaker hanging out on the right. That hand truck is not the official hand truck that is at Sam's Club. I know. Because we I have own one. the official Sam's <laughs> Club tra folding truck. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff here that you can tell they go to Sam's Club a lot. Yes. Almost, almost to the exclusion of other stores. We also get to see Jack's supply of sauces and seasonings that have yes. been sitting on a shelf here. There's a giant little bubble wrap and that big cooler, that igloo cooler, that, 
that fake Yeti cooler, also Sam's Club. Now the camera's going to spin to the right, so you see near the so mouth of the garage. Yeah, so we're going back to where he has the smoker set up. You can see that he has cases upon cases of his worst sauce you'll ever taste. It looks like he's got the Jamaican jerk one. I can't tell what the red one is. That might just be the That might be the one. Well, I know there's a barbecue sauce and a hot barbecue sauce okay. or a hot teriyaki. Because there's a white one in the red. back, but he also has the seasonings in here. Yeah, those boxes say Doug Jeffords Spice Company. So if you go to DougJeffords.com, you'll find out two things. Number one, they're in Tennessee, about 10 miles from where Jack lived. And they have a white labeling program, which means they will formulate and bottle a spice blend for you and put your label on it. They will make the spice blend, they will put it in the packaging, they will package it, they will put the labels on the bottles, they will ship them for you. And then we have the best barbecue sauce you'll ever taste, which we did track down to warehouses in Indiana, which are, I guess are like a third party. What we The only retail establishment in America willing to carry the best sauce you'll ever eat brand. We've done some research. It tells care. you how many are in stock of each of these types of sauces. There was about 600 of each sauce. Was it 600 of each variety or 600 in total? 600 total. So it was 600 in total. Figure he has four varieties of sauce and one variety of dry seasoning. So those four varieties of sauce are what's in the Indiana warehouse. That breaks down to about 150 bottles each. Typically items like this, in the shot in the garage, these come in boxes of 12. So the carton size is 12. The unit size is one, the carton size is 12. 12 units in a carton. So that would mean that he's probably buying this in what they call the gross or the half gross. Typically when you sell items like this for whatever reason, you buy 144, that's a gross, or a half gross is 72. So however the people who are making this for him are charging him, so he probably has sold very, very little. If there's still almost 600 left in that warehouse, it means he basically sold nothing. And he's given some away. Also to note, the best buy date is 925-22, so they had about a year and a half from when they were produced yeah. to use. I mean, I guess you can probably use them after the best buy date, but I, it's going to change the properties of them, especially the ones that are in Jack's garage because it's not temperature controlled. One of the reasons you pay to warehouse stuff is, you know, they keep the bugs off them, they keep the lights on, and they keep it at an even temperature. Here, what Jack is showing us in his videos is he's trying to show us these smoky smoke smoke wings he's making. Stroky smoke. Stroky, stroky smoke wings. Yeah. What he's actually showing you is if you buy any of these sauces, if you order them directly from his website, if you don't buy them through the retail channel, Jack is not temperature controlling the storage of his own food products, which we've looked up. We've done a little investigation as to can you do that under Tennessee food laws? Can you keep stuff in a non-climate controlled condition? The jury's actually is a little loud on that. One. We're still doing research on that. So anyway, so that's, that's a little bit of the, that's the deep cuts of Jack's logistical nightmare of his sauce business. That ostensibly, Jack, one of the things we also take apart with Jack is not only his lack of any kind of cooking technique or skill, but also his many, many, lack, many lack failures. Yeah, his yeah. failures of any kind of business sense, acumen, or sechem, as they would call it. He's not a good businessman. He's not a good salesperson. He's not a good parent. He's not a good dog owner. He's not a good anything. He's the talent, lazy man. Yes. He's the talent. One truth that Jack has always maintained about his show is he always says, I'm Jack Scalfani from the Cooking with Jack show. He introduces himself as basically the on-air talent. He doesn't know that. He's just, Jack has no professional experience in any of this. He's never been a professional chef. He's never been a professional television host. He's just a guy who sat there on television, watched people do it. When the miracle that is YouTube came around, he jumped on it before anybody else did because he really wasn't 
doing anything else at the time. Didn't really have he a sustained career. He was holding for path. a management position. Exactly. <laughs> so Jack jumped on that bandwagon, and Jack introduces himself to you as I'm Jack Scalvani of the Cooking with Jack show. Well, Jack, that means you have nothing to do with what else goes on in the show. That you just show up, they give you a paycheck, and you talk for into the camera. Yeah, you're just a you talking leave. head. That's right. it. That's your only contribution to you the read enterprise. Read the cue cards. Which, considering this is filmed in your home residential kitchen, and you're trying to sell a sauce business out of the garage where you cook your wings and store your Sam's Club peanut butter, and you're not that involved in this enterprise, whew, buddy, good luck. Now, the wings, admittedly, don't look terrible. One now, of I the haven't... saving graces of smoking chicken is very hard to burn the chicken, because you're only cooking, you're only at 250 degrees. They look like they're done, they right. look pretty decent, but he, he doesn't seem Jock to enjoy at six, them. Is Jock Bong at 6 minutes and 18 seconds, if your viewers know what that is. He doesn't seem to enjoy them. He looks up, he looks off to the right, he stares off into the distance like, oh, there's something wrong with these. And he's like, he, he kind of makes a little face as he's like looking at it. He's not mooing like he usually does. He's a little bit upset at this because as he said at the beginning of the video, he only has 12 wing parts to eat and he has to save at least half of these to feed mommy wife when she comes home from work in, in 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Jack can't have his usual secret eating in the closet glee here. He has to share this little bit of food which, that mommy wife left in the cook. Which brings me to a point. Do you think because, you know, Jack is kind of disabled, let's be honest. He he can't walk, he has two bum legs, right. he's got a non-functioning arm. He's had surgery on two ankles, his right hand is completely dead because of this schematic episode. And every, the diabetes and every other thing. How did he get a smoker from his back deck out to the garage, which is on, the, the back deck is obviously on the back side of the house, and right. the garage is facing out to the street. Well, my theory is that smoker was in the garage anyway. You don't think he dragged it across the yard? No, like, I don't think he has the mobility Why would he that. start these so late in the day if he was going to secret eat them? Maybe it took him all day to get that smoker out there. We've been noticing Jack's pattern with these. He always seems to be in the light, especially in the new title intro era of Jack. He's rushing to get these videos done. So basically, Jack is just sitting home, spurting out on social media, carrying up a storm. Then it gets to be about 3 o'clock in the afternoon after his little, you know, eat whatever he's for lunch and nap. Then Jack wakes up about 3.30. <laughs> quarter of four and realizes oh shit I didn't make any video content that's what mommy wife is allowing me to stay home to do and she wants dinner because you know obviously having a cooked dinner is a side effect of doing a cooking show in your own kitchen so she's expecting food and she's expecting him to contribute to the household revenue and I think it's it's becoming a boiling point now with the dog because right. the dog is adding a whole new dynamic it's like they have another child living with them one that shits on the floor like Jack does like Jack Sometimes. does. Sometimes. Chews on stuff they're not supposed to. Like Jack does. Has to go outside every couple minutes. Like Jack does. <laughs> is always crying for attention. Like Jack does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and is getting sad because now there's a new baby in the house that's taking all of the attention of mommy wife. Yeah. And rather so. than giving the attention to the man toddler Jack, she's yelling at man toddler Jack, why aren't you taking care of the baby more? Yes. Well, I used to be the baby mommy wife. You yeah. used to take care of me and drive me for the mini tacos. So we're finishing up the video here. Now the video is eight minutes and eight seconds long, but we're gonna tune out for just like you will folks after about the seven minute and 20 second mark because Jack tunes out. He takes a couple more Jack Bong bites of the one wing that he decided to gnaw on. He tells you how good it is. Then he starts going on about how good these videos are gonna be guys. It's gonna be the best new series merch, ever. New hats. New, new bags, new, new tote bags. New, new stuff to 
try. Right, new product reviews. Yeah. And then... Title card. 7 minutes and 23 seconds. Nearly 60 seconds. You could tell that uh, either Jack made this for himself and still doesn't understand how the title card works, or he doesn't care anymore and he's just padding out the runtime because there's 50 to 53 seconds of just blank tile background, so yeah, it's, it's a bathroom. Jack has created this cute little bit of Bitmoji art, which is By a bathroom way, tile copyrighted wall. Bitmoji art. You're not supposed to use it for... Um, Commercial purposes. Exactly. Or any kind of now, shirts or merchandise right. or any of that type of stuff. Well, one could argue that, you know, if you're only doing... If you're only putting it up on YouTube, what could it really hurt? Because it's just digital art. It's being consumed. There's already some other revenue stream going on there. But remember, we just saw Jack is hawking sauce out of his garage. So Jack is using this YouTube channel as content marketing for manufactured product that he's selling. Bad enough. But those custom printed shirts he's selling also feature the Bitmoji. And that is expressly prohibited by Bitmoji's terms and conditions. Also, the clock, the little beagle, which, you know, Jack really doesn't have a beagle, even right. though he, he thinks he does. Those are also stolen from Google Image Search. In his weaker moments later this week on social media, Jack has revealed that, yes, he believes they've been duped, that Hope is not a beagle. It's some type of border Oh, lazy this. man. Do you know that he deleted that comment? Did he? Yeah, but we got a screenshot of it, which we'll show actually on the next slide. that it is not a purebred, B-R-E-A-D, bred beagle. He's got keto on the mind 24-7, lazy man. What Indeed. can we say? Once you, uh, once you go carb, you never go... Marb. Yeah. So that's it, folks. That is the smoky, smokiest, smoky, strokey wings. wings. Brought to you by the new and improved giggle, Cooking with Jack show. And the Cooking with Jack intros. This is the new era of Jack. The new title card, the new theme music, the new puppy. Yeah, it's like he's trying to rebrand, but doing a very poor job of it. Well, we noticed a couple weeks even before this video happened, where he was like meandering through soap stores, and he was kind of really losing focus as to what his shows are supposedly ostensibly about. And someone told him, Jack, you gotta lock down, buddy. You got a freaking warehouse full of barbecue sauce hiding out in Indiana. We gotta move product, buddy. You gotta focus back down. Make wings, make ribs, make beef, do something. You gotta, you gotta get back on brand of your content marketing, buddy. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds in the coming weeks. With Jack's usual amount of meandering success and tears. And we will be here to document it. Every Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. You can join us for our live stream on YouTube, The Boys Club. Woo! Hey, we got one once. With less copyright strikes. So we hope. We will fight. We will fight to the last man over that. And we have a prevailing legal argument, so we will win. But that's all that we have for you this time, folks. Thanks for joining us on our Welcome Back episode of Pink 